What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast, where everyone has a story and everyone's story matters. What's your story? If you'd like to support the show and help us tell more stories like the one you're about to hear, please visit crazyfaceuno.com today. There, purchase items from our online store and donate. As always, I'm your host, Shane McNeely, and boy, are you in for a treat today. It is my honor and privilege to introduce my guest today. Please welcome Amy Llewellyn. Welcome, Amy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I am good. Good. Thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) I know. So the name make be familiar to some of you that have been listening. You may have even downloaded and tried to listen to the podcast. Uh, I don't believe you were able to do so because there is an audio issue on the first take that we did of this. So Amy, welcome back. We're going to go take two of this. Not sure what happened the last time, but I am happy to have you back on and to talk during this crazy time to be alive, huh? It's nuts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we were talking crazy. We were talking in the beginning, uh, you know, just about just the craziness <laughs> yeah. of it. But uh yeah, I don't even know, you know, COVID nineteen, uh the coronavirus, it is um officially for a while now been labeled a pandemic and mm-hmm. a lot of uh you know, I know it affects your work and it affects most yeah. everybody's life right now. Um and uh, it's, it's it's surreal. I don't even know. It doesn't feel real. No. And nope. uh, yeah, I don't even know what uh, I don't even it, know what to say about it. To be completely honest, but it just kind it's of it's hard to process. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely really hard to process. Amy, you work but. in the education system. Um, yes. Go ahead and. Why don't you fill us in on kind of what you're up to nowadays, and then we'll <sighs> can talk about how this is affecting you and your job, and um, yeah, yeah, we'll go from there. So last week um, on Thursday, they called Friday like a teacher work day. Yeah. Um, so basically, kids didn't come in, but teachers were all there, and we were just informed we hadn't closed or anything yet, but we were told mm-hmm. to just prepare two weeks worth of virtual learning for our kids. Um, so we put together all kinds of packets and I'm a special ed teacher. So I was looking at each of my kids, what are some things that they might need, um, at home to be able to do that. And then just kind of differentiating some of my kids are not on grade level. So just putting some stuff together that was on their level, um, for them to be able to complete independently at home. And then by the end of day, Friday, we were called out for Monday, Mm. um, for two weeks, the governor of Virginia, called a minimum of mandatory sorry i can't even say mandatory minimum two weeks yeah so that was kind of it and we all left and monday teachers were due in um to deliver or to distribute they did like a car line of packets because we're not a one-to-one district so not every kid has access to um, a device to be able to do things online. So right. we, our, our print shop for the district worked overtime printing for every school in the district, these massive packets for every kid, every grade. Um, and for and everybody listening, like that's a, 
I know this sounds like a petty thing, but like that's a massive like money uh, yeah. like expense uh, yeah. for schools. I mean, the I, I just remember working in the schools. It was always like that was the thing that they wanted to monitor because it's so expensive to print. Yeah. You know, you're printing, you know, when you've got mm-hmm. all, massive amounts of, of printing and, and doing its paper, it's ink, it's laminations, it's all of that stuff. And it, it becomes really expensive uh, for, yeah. for your school systems. And um, we're usually limited, but yeah. they removed, like all limits were removed. You were just able to go and print and yeah. in the print shop, you know, they, they ordered in and did it. T- it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So Monday, everybody went in and they did like a car line. They have they had hours for yeah. each grade level to drive through. You said your kid's name, class, and they handed you a packet. Um, so I did not go in yeah. um, just because of my husband right. being immune compromised. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just been crazy. So we're, we're right now we're working remotely. Um, we're required to have two hours of office hours set every day. Really, that just means you're checking your email consistently through those yeah. two hours. I check my email every hour anyway. Um, so has I haven't the, really. Go well, ahead. Has this uh, affected or have they talked to you? And this is the question in, in a lot of the things that, you know, our government's working on kind of aiding and helping with. But how does how does this affect your pay? And um, it. It doesn't, thankfully. That's great. Yeah. Thankfully, we're, I mean, we're salaried through, so we'd be working. It's already budgeted. Yeah. So, and I'm sure the teachers um, union would be pulling for you. We don't have one of those. Yeah. Virginia doesn't have one, or just your school? We have the Virginia has no unions. Really? I did not know that. That's a fun little fact. I know. Yeah. We do not have a teachers union. But yeah, so we're, we're, um, you know, I have heard good things about the teachers union. So part of me wishes we had one. Yeah. When I think of some, some things that I would like to press for my students, I feel like the teachers union would be great. Yeah. Um, but I don't know enough about unions. I was in, in the teachers union when I was a paraeducator in New Jersey for a year. Um, but I don't, I just know I had a lot more pay yeah. than what the pair, I think that like the paraeducators would make more money and it would be a little easier for them. And um, I think students would be able to get some other things that they need if we had one. But um, yeah, I don't know enough about it really. Um, So, yeah, I, I was part of it with, uh, you know, when I was working in special education in Minnesota, uh, I went ahead and, and opted in for that. I think there's benefits too. And, um, you know, especially we had a lot of, you know, hands on um, with our students just because of the yeah. physical um, element to, you know, the behaviors that would manifest physically. Right. And so right. for any of that kind of thing, I, I just felt most comfortable. They would always have our back and they always represented us if anything was to come about. Um, yep. And it's just, a, it's a tough situation to be in and you never want to be in a situation like that. But it's, yeah. uh, it's always just tricky with students that have high behaviors and you know, it's true. Um, we have like a like our district has what they call a teachers union kind of yeah. thing, but you have to like join it and pay dues to it. And yeah. See, we I have haven't really, thing. yeah, yeah. So, but, but as far yeah. as like a, and then they would represent us like if we got injured and you know your insurance. Mm. So there was like benefits like that that I felt were right were worth it. And I think it was like you know it was a it was pretty cheap to get in like ten bucks a month, yeah. or, you know fifteen bucks a month or something. 
but yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it's a yeah. it's an interesting thing um very much how so we've been yeah, yeah go ahead no go for it we've been having like iep meetings via skype and nice <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy so weird it but, it's it is yeah. definitely weird. I think it's in some ways. I think it's really good for us to kind of process through and kind of have mm-hmm. an idea. You know, it's it's crazy. People can criticize everybody, companies, governments, whatever. Because you know, this isn't yeah. like this is the first time we've ever thought this could happen. Everybody's kind of predicted a lot of the you know uh, infectious disease people have kind of predicted that this is going to happen eventually, you know, something right. like this, but it's really hard to prepare for something that you don't know how it's going to affect. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If the death toll was high, but the infection rate was low, we'd be looking at a completely different thing. And, right. um, you know, there's so many variables that go into it and it's just hard to prepare for something like this and know what exactly and how exactly, um, to respond and to react and and i think yeah honestly you know in the last few days i've been really impressed with just everybody i think of how from government officials to companies to just mm-hmm. individuals of how people are responding i think it's really cool and i hope it's a turn for the better you know and i agree i don't yeah. know that it is unfortunately um i'm Only really time will tell yeah and and we don't talk about politics uh, on the show, um, but with this, with that being said, like it really bums me out when I see people trying to politicize both sides, right? Uh, right, the, right. Uh, when they try to politicize this um, pandemic, this this craziness uh, mm-hmm. of our time against another person, and I realize there's still elections, and I still I realize that everybody has opinions about about all of that, but yeah, um, now is not the time to politicize that and to push your agenda. It's it's I time agree. to like find the things that you um, celebrate and, and, you know, part of Crazy Face Uno, we, we talk about empowering, loving, and celebrating. Yeah. And I think that when we can turn our face to the things and, and elevate the things that we see that are good and that we support and that um, are positive, um, I think that's really important. And so I agree. If you're listening, stay stay positive. Stay, stay on the offense as far as positivity and celebrating the things that you um that you see you know whether it's your company whether it's your job whether it's your the government officials whether you are republican democrat libertarian whatever you are it doesn't matter but when you (laughs) see your people and and people that you know that are doing good things let them know that you support them and that they're doing a good job because i think that's the most important thing and and when we can switch and and flip on its head, this negative side that we continually hear and push all the time into a positive spin of the things that we appreciate. I think that's really important and huge. Um, so anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now and we can get back to Amy. <laughs> uh, I can sit and ra- rail, just rail on that. I hate that so much. Yeah. I hate all the negativity and people like, I know. When when you see people take one step forward and they're it's like something that's good, then it's always the backhanded like, but you're still not good enough, you know? Yeah. And it's like we Yeah. They're trying. People are trying. We're all trying. Just doing the best we can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How does this affect I mean, working in special education? What age range? What age group do you work? I I'm elementary. This year I had kindergarten okay. and second grade. 
So, you know, throughout, you know, with special education, um, there's, there's pretty big differences between like elementary to like adolescent age. Um, yeah. Within yeah. special education. But, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, the school that I worked at and some of the students that I worked with and just wondering how they're doing at home. And, you know, when routines get thrown off, uh, mm-hmm. it creates just chaos sometimes. And it really mm-hmm. is hard on some of the students that you work with and the, and the students that I used to work with. And, yeah. um, you know, is there, are, are there resources that, you know, your district or you or teachers or within special education that you're kind of providing for families to kind of help them and, and offset some of that? Yeah. So, well, most of, most of my kids are, if not on gra- grade level, pretty close. Okay. Um, and you so just mean by like they're cognitively at the, their age range. Yeah. Their academic levels. Um, I only have two kids that have <clears throat> kind of severe, more severe disabilities. Um, sure. The one, uh, we provided a bunch of stuff and mom is just absolutely outstanding. She's been in close communication with me. Mm-hmm. Um, with her daughter. And then the other one, I provided a bunch of stuff on his level, a bunch of the activities that we do yeah. um, at school. I sent them a bunch of, he watches some, you know, like reading sight word videos and yeah. things like that yeah. with me um, and some different games. So I sent them all of that stuff and they're in, they're in very close communication with me as well. That's good. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it stinks because they're really not getting their services. We were just mm-hmm. informed all of this work that's being sent home cannot be used for grades because Which makes sense, it, but it's kind of a bummer. It, <laughs> it does. And it, yeah, you're like, okay, <laughs> but you, we can't use it because they're not, they're not getting any of their special ed services, Yeah, which is, which is so hard for me as a teacher because I'm like, what are we going to do? Because if this goes longer than two weeks, Which you know, some places to. are, yeah, some places are out already for the rest of the year. My nieces and nephew in New Jersey are out until April 20th as of right now. Yeah. And you're like, oh my, like that's a whole, because we weren't allowed to, none of the work that was sent home was allowed to introduce new skills. Mm, it right, all had to be, right. it's, it's all remediation of skills they've already learned. So mm. you're like, oh boy, these kids are going to go to the next grade. Yeah. Missing this huge hunk. Yeah of skills that they're supposed to have how does that how's that all going to work it's crazy because um, that's like that's across the board i mean yes for you yeah. in, in special education and, and in your classroom but yeah i mean there's seniors there are you know there's yes there's it, are the seniors going to get graduation requirements and right. then virginia they they take the i mean most states take like a standardized test like they're discussing about getting rid it'll be the first year since 1998 that students didn't take SOLs, which is our state standard test. Yeah, which may be so, a good so, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, yes, don't get me on my soapbox. <laughs> hey, I've test. been on mine already. You might as well Oh jump my on. gosh. Uh, um, I don't work in an SOL grade, so I don't worry about them as much, thankfully. Yeah. But, because um, they don't start till third grade. But, yeah, it's just crazy. And then, you know, for us, for our IEPs, we're trying to write them, but. You're writing on old data, too. and Yeah. And it's hard to do anything stuff. for the future with your IEP. So for if you're listening, exactly. IEP is, I don't know what Indi- it exactly stands for. Indi- Individualized okay. education plans. Okay. And so basically what it is, it's for, you know, students like yours and the special education uh, scene or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, department area, whatever you want to say. 
Um, and it just helps them, you know, it's like the skills that they know and, and then it sets goals for what you're trying to accomplish and how you're going to go about yeah. doing that. And then like you were talking about with all the different resources. So, you know, your speech, yep. your physical therapy, your different, yep. wherever your, whatever your student or wherever your individual is on that uh, spectrum yeah. or on that, you know, um, whatever their needs are. And it's just kind yep. of tailored to them and it's, it's brings in you know, your, you as a teacher, your administration, the parents, it's just a, it's a very detailed, uh, specific yes. part of, um, the special education programs. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Amy, uh, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. I, I could, I just don't even like my mind just can't even wrap around it to be completely I know. honest, but, um, I am. I'm. I'm gonna poke the bear here. I want to know. Like, you're talking about your standard, uh, standardized testing. Um, yeah. We. I think we <laughs> talked about this on the last podcast a little bit. We might have a little bit. Now that I'm. Now that I'm bringing it up, because yeah, it, it is a. It is a um, controversial topic. Yeah. In a lot of places, there's pros and cons. There are yep. uh, different ways. You know, I get it. Uh, standardized testing. It gives everybody technically a baseline um, right. and allows you to kind of um, quantify, you know, education and learning. Um, and then that is where the problem kind of breaks mm-hmm. down or where standardized testing breaks down is how do you actually quantify um, education in yeah. each individual person and what that means. Um, yeah, somebody's done that. But what are your what are your thoughts? What are your take? What is your take on, uh, on some of that? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> standardized. I there is definitely a place for them, but I think we've put so much weight in them. Mm. Like these tests are what you know give schools creditation. Yeah, they're used for teacher evaluation, and you can't, especially for me, like. My kids, a lot of times they don't test well Yeah. or, you know, they're not on grade level, but they're still, you know, we provide them accommodations as best we can for these assessments, but it's, they're still very difficult for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I found where I end up not even teaching con- the content and making sure that they understand how to take the t- or how the information that they need to know for the test, but instead I'm teaching them how to take the test because the questions are worded tricky right? or, you know, they're not, they're just, it's, it's how to not take the test, not forward. the information. Yeah. Yeah. It's how do I read between the lines? Like, you know, this math problem, if I read this math problem, if I do it all of the wrong ways that I could perceive to do this math problem, all of those answers are there. Mm. So, you know, if it's a multi-step and I only do the first step, that answer's there. If I only do the second step, that answer's there. If I add instead of subtract, that answer's there. So they're just, you know, it's teaching them how how do I read between the lines. So that's that's where I get really frustrated with them. Mm -hmm. Um, In Virginia, they have this thing, which is kind of cool, but I can't quite wrap my mind around how it's considered a standardized test. It's called the CAT. Um, Which is really neat, and it's great for my kids. It's a computer adaptive test. So basically, the questions, um, the level of how difficult they are changes based on if you get the question right or wrong. Interesting. So you're, yeah, so it's still testing you on the content that they need to know, but it changes 
the difficulty of the question, which is actually a really great thing um, for the kids who have the, that high test anxiety because they'll they're like, oh, the questions kind of get a little little bit easier, and then you answer an easy one right, it gets a little bit harder, so it adjusts sure. back and forth. Sure. Um, which I kind of, you know, which I'm, I like, but I can't quite figure out if not everybody's taking the same test. Yeah. How's that standardized? Right. Right. So, Interesting. you know, it's, yeah. I know that at, in Minnesota, when I was in uh, special education, there were certain tests and maybe you guys have the same thing. Uh, it was more like cognitive, like where you were at cognitively. Um, mm-hmm. So like some of it would be like, there were just different tests that was geared towards like our population of students and yeah. it would be like here's a picture can you like tell me what it is you know and then it'd right. be the opposite so it'd be the word can you match the picture and you know there'd be different okay. ones like vocab stuff and it was it was geared towards special education I believe um but it was like a cognitive test to kind of see like what grade level you know some of your students were on and like what their yeah. reading levels were at what their you know math levels were at and that all kind of went into the IEP and kind of went into like setting some of those goals but um, they do that for like when you're found eligible they'll do a bunch of those cognitive assessments and and I'll do like an educational to see where they are with certain skills and things like that yeah okay yeah Yeah. seems pretty standard so cool. yeah I'd be fine with state tests if there wasn't so much weight put on them I think we're put a lot of stress on the kids to pass them Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stress on the teachers to make sure that they're you know, teaching all of those skills. Cause we did, we did tests when I was in school, but I don't ever remember being stressed about it. Like yeah, you just care. went in, you, <laughs> I mean, I didn't care either, but <laughs> it was just so, boring. It always yeah. sucked. It yeah. felt like you were like yeah. weeks of it, like two weeks yeah. of like testing or whatever. Yeah. But, so I just yeah. think we need to chill with them. Maybe, you know? maybe it's like a, you know, a three part. It's like, it weight yeah. it's like weighted 33% and then there's like two other different categories, you know, whether it's like, yeah. I don't know, uh, you know, different categories that allow you to yeah. kind of balance out your schools. Yep. Um, because I, I agree. And the, the issue is, is it's a, it's a top down like issue. It affects every little bit and in including yeah. funding for your schools, which right. then is kind of counterintuitive to what you think if you're a lower performing school, um, like maybe there are more resources that are needed to help improve. Um, But then if they're not getting the state funding that they need based on their scores, it makes things difficult. It's just, yeah, it's just, there's like a lot to it that kind of messes with things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Amy, let's get into and childhood and, and, and into a little bit more of your life and, kind of see how how we got to special education i know quite a bit of your story especially after now this being the second (laughs) part second time we've talked but um yeah how was childhood for you what was that like it was good um grew up in new jersey uh my parents they divorced when i was yeah yes they divorced when i was two two or three um but both super involved um lived with my mom saw my dad often um, I think we had an arrangement, but I, I think it was every other weekend, but I think I just went whenever I wanted to pretty That's much. Cool. Yeah. 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 They were always very like, okay, you want to go over? Great. Um, my brother lived with my dad okay. when he starting, when he was in middle school. Okay. Um, but yeah, super close with both my parents. My mom actually lives here in Virginia now. That's how I ended up in Virginia. Um, so, and my dad and my brother are still in New Jersey, um, 
yeah, super close with both of them. That's cool. What were the kind of the things you were interested in as a child? Um, Uh, Yeah, Uh, I played basketball, all five feet, one of me. Nice. Um, Yeah, for a long time. Loved sports. Um, Always loved kids, babysat a lot growing up. Um, And actually, special ed kind of got in my head. My first babysitting job at 12 uh, was a little... um, little boy with autism down the street from me and uh-huh. I would go in and, and help his mom and, and watch him. Yeah. So it was kind of my first exposure. My dad did special Olympics, That's um, cool. worked with special Olympics growing up. So we were, we'd helped with that. Um, yeah. So kind of always been exposed to it. My brother works for a school, um, in New Jersey, uh, for, um, special school for disabled, okay. um, and special needs kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of just, worked its way down the line a little bit so kind of the same for me yeah. to be honest uh, my mom yeah my mom worked in special education i have a it's like my great uncle cousin okay. somebody he's uh down syndrome and my mom would go and okay. do the same thing and help my aunt yeah. out and my my great aunt yeah. out and take care of mike and um it translated cool. in she went to into special education you know and i was yep. in elementary school and middle school and um, all the way through high school, like, I mean, that was just always, I'd always go into school and sit in her classroom and welcome, help get kids off the bus or whatever, you know, before school yeah. started and hang out That's with cool. them. And, uh, I'd oftentimes, like, especially in middle school, I'd go in and eat my lunch, you know, with some of the kids and different, different times. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's just something neat. that like you're always around and I yeah. don't know, you just, it, it's a, there's such a good people. There's just such a good group of people. And yes uh, misunderstood for sure and yeah um but what a authentic genuine group of people you know mm-hmm. you know exactly yep. where you stand with them and uh, <laughs> there's uh there's yeah there's not a lot of beating around the bush so no <laughs> no yeah i get told to go away often <laughs> <laughs> and that's just classic but teacher problems right probably <laughs> They just have no filter. Exactly. Exactly. The other kids are like, I want to tell you to go away. Yeah. I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say you wanted to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh, marine biologist. Yeah. yeah. What um, What was your like draw to that? I love dolphins. Who doesn't? I just, yeah. Every time I, it, I, I mean, nerd alert, every time I see them, I cry. Like, if I'm, like, out at the beach and I see them, I will shed tears. Um, yeah, I just love dolphins. I love ocean life. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then realized the amount of biology. <laughs> <laughs> I really, not even, I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I think I just wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Yeah. I, like, just wanted to, like, work for SeaWorld. But then I realized how awful that actually is. Yeah. There's still so, time, though, Amy. You could. You could find I, <laughs> you could find a different company, and you know there's still time. You're still young. Yeah, that's a lot more schooling, though. I, I yeah, owe enough in true. student loans to take on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we pay them till I'm a hundred. Fair, uh, fair. Yeah. Did you see um, Italy? You know, because everything shut down, there was like dolphins yeah. that were spotted in the canal. I saw that. Did you cry? I didn't because I, I, it has to be in person. <laughs> okay, I was just yeah, checking. If I. No, yeah, if I see them in person. That's awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Here we are. We're all over the place again. But it's crazy to see, like, the 
the climate impact, you know, of yeah. these different areas when, you know, the China had, you know, pollution, air pollution went down drastically and, yep. um, you know, Italy's got their canals are clear and, you know, it's just crazy. Yep. It's interesting to think. Wow. Uh, wow. so yeah. you wanted to be a marine biologist, love dolphins. Yeah. Uh, your parents were divorced at three. Um, yeah. Is that right? Three? Yeah. About three. I can't remember. Two or three. <laughs> I know this is the, the classic thing. It's like, I know it's probably for you. It's, I didn't know any different. Uh, I didn't know mm-hmm. any different. But now looking back, how did that, how do you think that like affected you growing up? Or did it? I don't, I honestly, I don't know if it did. Um, cause yeah, I don't know any different. It, it's funny cause sometimes I'll think about it. Like I never actually really lived with my dad. Sure. So I always just lived with my mom and I'd visit my dad. Um, so sometimes I wonder what that would have been like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got real good at playing my parents against each other. (laughs) Like real good. If mom said no, dad always said yes. Right. Uh, which probably wasn't a great thing now (laughs) that I look back on it, but parents are like, thanks. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know how much it really impacted because again, I don't know anything else sure sure so how would you describe yeah. uh your relationship with your parents i have a great relationship with my parents um my mom and i talk pretty much every day she's about an hour away um here in virginia okay it's a good um, amount of, that's a good distance yeah yeah and i actually i commute an hour up near her oh perfect for the school that i work at yeah so i'll go over sometimes after work um and have dinner with her and see her um and then my dad, my dad and I talk at, le- at least once a week. Nice. One to two times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, really close with both of them. They've both been super supportive. I've done some crazy stuff. So um, <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. been awesome through all of it. Yeah. And then I talk to my brother at least once a week, usually so too. So. Yeah. That was going to be my next yeah. question. I, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a pretty close relationship with your brother, right? Yeah. We are very, very close. We're very close. How? Like, how do you see, you know, I'm always intrigued. So I, I grew up an only child. I have a stepbrother and sister, okay. um, but they came along a little bit later in life, you know, right before, and I didn't really have a relationship with them too much okay. before I graduated high school. Um, okay. It was just, you know, my parents divorced as well and, and when I was in high school. And so I don't know, like for me, I'm always intrigued by the sibling relationship because some people are really close and it seems like. Here, here's an example. We met, you know, we met at Invisible Children, but mm-hmm. um, when I went on tour with Annie, Dan, and Elise, okay. and Aul, Irene, and Monica, mm-hmm. um, our teammates, but Dan and Annie both had like six siblings. Oh, wow. So they're like one of six. Like they had big families. And so it was always really interesting to me. Like I, I always saw having a brother or sister as this like best friend. That's how I had it in my head. Like growing up, I always wanted a sibling. We, my family was in the process of uh, adopting there for a little bit and um, that kind of fell through and didn't work out. But, you know, I was like, I always wanted a a sibling because I always wanted that quote best friend, but not every Mm -hmm. relationship's like that and not every like sibling relationship's like that. And that always, I didn't learn that until I was like out of college, you know, I, I don't know why, but I just always had this image of what that was in my head. Yeah. So with all that yeah. said, how how do you 
how did your relationship grow and flourish and, and how did you become so close with your brother? Yeah, it, it really took a while, honestly. Um, I think as we got older and then, you know, I moved away and then he had got married, had started having kids. Um, once he started having kids, I think is when it, we started to actually like talk on the phone a little bit more and like check in. Um, so he actually checks in with me more than I check in with him. Um, yeah, but it kind he, he's always been the super protective older brother. Mm. Um, he's three and a half years older than me. So even when we weren't super close, he still was always very protective. Um, but once he started having kids, you know, that was kind of it. I would call to check in on them and, um, but he calls. And then once I got married with my husband's situation, um, he'll call to make sure my husband's okay, how sure. I'm doing. Um, cause he knows, you know, he's kind of been a sounding board for me of yeah. like some stress and, um, stuff like that. And then just helping me kind of work through, you know, some different things, but also giving me perspective on like what my husband might be feeling like, as a man, you know, and, you know, being, being sick and not being able to do some of the things that he, you know, wishes that he could do. My brother's given me some perspective on that, which has been really cool, um, as well. So, yeah. And bear with us as you're, as you're listening, we'll, we'll get into, uh, your husband (laughs) and, and kind of that situation. Um, it's, it's, uh, one of the things, you know, we talked about before that I wanted to make sure we talked about. I think it's a very, um, I don't know. It's, it's eye-opening. It's a, it's a different experience than a lot of people have gone through and are experiencing. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But um, if we keep on going kind of down that road, what are, what's, when you think of childhood, you know, like pre middle school, like pre adolescent, what, is there any like memories or thoughts that come to mind to you? Not really. I, my brother always makes fun of me. I don't have a lot of like childhood memories really really um yeah i mean like i have like they're like sporadic like little things here or there we had close close family friends that we saw a lot um i i have like little things that i used to enjoy doing when i would go to my dad's like we used to always make homemade pasta together sure um that's fun though like that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah yeah little things like that but as far you know no big memories we weren't vacate we never went on vacations or anything like that um struggled financially for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just little things, you know, um, what else did we do? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. We grew up, we grew up on a lake, nice. which was kind of cool. We used to like play back in the woods. Sure. Um, yeah. Ride our bikes all over the place. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. So now so. if we kind of move forward, you know, that middle school, high school time, adolescent time, Ugh so awkward yeah well how was that like for you what was what was middle school high school what kind of student middle you i was an awful student <laughs> absolutely awful student um i we didn't even know if i was going to graduate high school to be honest That's it was crazy. so bad yeah i like I, and it wasn't that i wasn't smart i just didn't care it was so mm. boring i'm still kind of like that sometimes i as a special ed teacher if i'm not currently teaching the lesson and I'm sitting more so when I taught middle school versus elementary, but yeah, I would sit in on these. I'm like, no wonder I fell asleep as a kid in class. Like, this is awful. <laughs> I'm bored as an adult. I'm yeah. bored as an adult. Yeah. Um, so school just, I just didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. awful middle school was awkward. 
super, super awkward. Um, I was really insecure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, high school wasn't as bad. I had a good group of friends. Um, I was on the track team. I was an athletic trainer. So I was always, yeah. Um, good friends with a lot of the football players. Um, so that was nice. So it sounds like middle school was kind of hard. Kind of middle school's hard coming of age. Yeah. Figuring, yeah. Oh, yeah. figuring your shit oh, yeah. out. <laughs> I'll look back on pictures. I'm like, burn those. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> Please burn those. All of those photos. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, in, like, middle school was in the 90s for me. So, like, style was, I mean, like, swishy All pants. the bit. Tracks, <laughs> it's, Oh, my gosh. Like, what was I doing? Yeah. Uh, high school. Yeah. High or school any of bad. us doing. Let's be honest. It's true. It's true. Well, I look at kids now and I'm like, you dress better than me. Mm. Like, what is going Seriously. on? Seriously. Um, <laughs> so uh, high school was good. High school wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, almost didn't graduate, but I did. Uh, thankfully. Congratulations. So, yeah. Thanks. Did it was a, it was a rough go for a while. <laughs> did you have uh, anyone <laughs> in that time time period you know probably more specifically high school that really like inspired you um like motivated you or like helped get you through that or like had your back I mean I had really great I had some really great friends one of them is still my best friend to this day um but I had some I had some good teachers uh I had a my guidance counselor was fantastic um just kind of helping me through some of that stuff um I'm trying to think of like specific high school teachers. Mr. Yeah. Chambers was a huge one. Shout um, out to Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers, yeah, he was fantastic. He, it's funny, he was actually a huge part of my brother's high school career as well. Nice. Um, he's just a really good guy. Um, so yeah, high school. I it's so hard. I feel like, like to think back. I don't think back on it often. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you're like, ah, oh, I know there were people. I know. Who were they? Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like you were talking about with childhood for me. It's like little bits and pieces like pop up. Yeah. I think about it. it's like something reminds me of something that happened during that time. Um, yeah. And I'll like, oh, yeah. Or like, I don't know. I ran into one of my, get this. I was coming back from Indiana uh, dealing with some family stuff earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I was at the airport. And I saw, I like looked out of the corner of my eye, like as we were passing through the security. And I was like, man, that looks like. It looks like one of my teachers from high school. It looks oh, like no. Mr. Grow. Oh, like, well. I ran into him at college. His son played baseball, and they played against my college, Bethel. Um, and so I ran into him like when I was in college one time, too, at, at a baseball game. It was random um, at my college. But I like, I was like, ah, I'm not going to like dig too much into it, right? I was like, yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. And I like walk in the bathroom, and I see Mr. Grow walk right into the bathroom as I was going there. So... That's my crazy. high school, uh, like history and economics, or I don't know, whatever it was, teacher, uh, cool. and I had a conversation at the urinal. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. There's just no good way to be like, you're you're Mr. Grow, right? I know we're peeing right uh, now, but like, <laughs> I can't just sit here and not say something, or stand here uh, and not say something. So, but yeah, we had cool. a good conversation. It was kind of interesting to to hear he's, you know how he's doing and kind of run into him in, I guess I was in Indianapolis, but like, I don't know, just kind of random to run into an old that is teacher cool. of yours. I, I, there are some teachers. I saw one of mine. I didn't get to talk to her. I saw my third grade teacher. 
about yeah. seven or eight years ago at a Chinese restaurant. And I was like, oh, so I feel like I have better, like when I think back of teachers, um, high school, you have so many uh-huh. um, where elementary, I feel like I remember my teachers a little bit better and can think back to the impact yeah. of my elementary teachers a little bit more yeah. than my middle and high school teachers. Um, I do, however, feel like I owe my middle and high school teachers an apology uh, <laughs> now that I'm a teacher. Now's your so, chance. Spit it out now there. I know. I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wasn't a bad kid. I just never, you know, that whole, like, you're not living up to your potential thing. Mm-hmm. That was me. Yeah. That was me. That was probably me, too. I probably still am yeah. not. So, it's okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hey, we're just, we're going through this life. We're just doing yeah. the best that we can. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember elementary <laughs> school, but there's certain ones, like, Mrs. Preston. See, I remember the names. She was my favorite yeah. like teacher, uh, second grade teacher. She was my favorite second yeah. grade teacher. And then third grade was just, I think that's when like just shit went downhill for me was third grade. Mm. I don't know yeah. why, but I remember I had a, I was in like a special math class, but this one, our math teacher, I swear she had it out, had it out for me. Mrs. Ramsey, if you're out there, uh, if you're listening yeah. to Mrs. Ramsey, I'm yeah. sure you're a great lady, but. I didn't appreciate you at the time, nor do I really yeah. probably now. But, um, oh. yeah, math, I don't know. It was just rough. And then uh, I don't like math anyway, so, like, I don't know why I was in that class. <laughs> I'm awful at math. Yeah. So bad at math. Yeah, yeah, mine was second grade. Mrs. Walzak. Every day my name was on the board because I never did my homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every day. Mrs. Walzak. Oh, Mrs. Walzak. Yeah, um, never forget her. It's funny how those names stick in your head. Yeah. I hope that my kids remember me <laughs> as a good teacher. In a positive light, right? Yeah, I hope so. Fingers oh, crossed. Yeah, right? So you were oh. big into sports. Did you play sports yeah. in, in high school? Uh, I was on the track team. Okay. I shot put. Um, it was so boring. <laughs> um, but I was good at it, so I did it. Um, and then athletic. I was an athletic trainer. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yep, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, which was fun. And then when I went to college, that was actually my original major was okay. sports medicine. Um, that was that what I was going to ask next was kind of what, what led to your decision or like, what did you want to do after high school? Like, did you know? It, uh, I wanted to be a trainer, Okay. like a professional athletic trainer. Yeah. And that lasted all of one semester. Yep. Uh, and then I went into sports management, didn't know what I was going to do with that. Yeah. Um, and then played lacrosse in college, um, dropped at, well, didn't drop. I mean, I left my college after my junior year, okay. um, and went to community college cause I was just kind of wasting money. I didn't know yeah. what I wanted. Um, so I went to community college and then I ended up taking like four years off before I went back. Okay. Um, yeah. And then when I went back, I just got a, I just got a business management degree. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is kind of universal. It was the, it honestly the quickest route to finish without wasting all right. of what I had already spent. Right. Um, so I did that. And then Invisible Children kind of came in right after I graduated. Nice. So, yeah. So that you, when did you learn of Invisible Children? Was it in college? I, uh, when did I learn? I was living in, Colorado. I was working for a church actually. Okay. Um, and Displace Me mm. took place. 
and a friend of mine had like the it was I think it was the white uh, bracelet video. Okay, innocent. So we were like, all right, yeah. So I was like, all right, let's. Uh, I don't know why I still know that, but I still know that. <laughs> now that you say, I probably wouldn't have. Now that you say it, I remember that, but I yeah. don't think I would have pulled it. Uh, so we went and did this place me up in Denver, and nice. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then. Um, living out in Colorado, I met Lindsay Williams, Lindsay mm. Kim now, yeah. and uh, we became really good friends. And through that, just kind of started getting more involved with Invisible Children um, together. And then she ended up going out to be a roadie, and yeah, yeah. And then I remember followed. that name if you're listening, Lindsay Kim. Yeah. One of these days, we're gonna have her on. She has you talk about a story. She's got it. Yeah. Oof. Incredible. I, it's almost intimidating. That's probably why I haven't invited her yet. Like, yeah. like I got to be ready for that one because yeah, it's yeah. a lot. And and she's a man. She's an incredible woman. She is one incredible, amazing. Lindsay, if you're listening, yeah. love you and yes. hope you're doing well. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was after college. You went out there. Was that? How did did you? Did you apply or was it like somebody sought you out or through your relationship with Lindsay or how did you kind of? I, we actually ended up applying together. She applied to be a roadie okay. and I applied to be an in-office intern. And right. I guess um, at that time, so she got accepted to be a roadie and then I got a call that they had actually cut the position that I had applied for. Oh. So um, that position was no longer needed for that semester. So I was like, all right, well, I'm done. Because at that point, I think I was like, I was a little bit older going out to Invisible Children. Um, I think, I can't remember how old I was when I originally applied. Um, I think I was like 26 or 27 at the time. No, I was 27. So then I was like, all right, well, I'm done. You know, I need to like Mm -hmm. get a job and whatever. Yeah. And nothing, nothing was happening. I wasn't getting any, like I couldn't even get an interview. I was working at a shoe store. Yeah. So, um ended up applying it i was like you know what? let me let me just like throw this out again right now like when you were when they dropped it was it spring 2010 it might have been yeah yeah because that would have been i don't know if that was her first tour but that was before she went to uganda yeah because she went that summer that would make sense it was spring 2010 and then i ended up applying for the spring 2011 season okay and i came in fall 2010 okay that's kind of yeah right after um, yeah. you know, the, the bombings in Kampala or at the, in, yeah. uh, the terrorist attacks at the yeah. world cup. Um, yeah. and part of Lindsay's story is she was there when that took place. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we'll save that for another day, but, um, I came wow. right after that. So the office was crazy, you know, it when was I first got there. nuts. Yeah. And yeah. I got out there and it was still you know, just the- as crazy and nuts. Um, yeah, the following spring yeah. when they released Tony. Right. Yep. And I was that was so my that second was, tour. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well. How did um, how did your experience at Invisible Children like? What did that do for you? Did, uh, for me, it's like one of the most one. It's probably one of the things I'm most proud of. Um, yeah. Is my time there which mm-hmm. there's so much more of my life than just that those moments. But I don't know. I'm just they're, really proud of the work that we did. And yeah, um, I feel like yeah, they're very defining. There. Yeah, they were very defining moments. Um, very much a well, coming of age time for me. Like, I feel like I, like, yeah. I feel like that's where I learned. Like, that's where I grew up. 
Right. That's where I became, maybe actually became like, quote, a man, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I know that yeah. sounds so like weird, but like, I feel like I learned so yeah. much there. It was well, like, you're, you, every day has nothing to do with you when mm, you're there. Yeah. Which exactly. I think is really oh, not a lot of powerful. 20 somethings get that experience where every day what you're doing has nothing to do with you really. Yep. Um, but yet it's very so, dependent upon you to make sure, Yeah. you know, like we all had, yeah, like each of us had a very important role and we all had mm-hmm. like a very, like our work was important for the yeah. work that we were doing and everybody, like we worked together as a team, we worked together as a group and mm-hmm. individually we made big impacts on yeah. the world around us, which is really cool. It is neat. So, yeah, Invisible Children is actually what ended up leading me into education. Okay. Um, so I had was talking to Margie. Good old Margie. And good old Margie. I want to get her and on she, here too. You need to get her on here. And she had kind of just gone through, like, my resume. She probably doesn't even remember this. Um, <laughs> I was, like, sitting in her office, and she had kind of, like, asking me questions about everything that I had done. And the bulk of my past was working with kids Mm -hmm. um and she was like i don't know why you're not a teacher and i had really honestly been fighting being a teacher for years yeah um for whatever reason and she was like you need you need to look into this and as soon as i left invisible children i ended up back at school to get my master's in special ed nice so yeah i'm sure that was a big decision yes yeah to go back to school, yeah. Can, um, yeah. not, I mean, like add on to your education mm-hmm. already. Well, and it's funny because I didn't even know when I left college, I didn't even know if I'd ever even graduate. So sure. to then be going back and getting a master's was like Whoa. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Um, Invisible Children was just it, sometimes I think when I get into like the Monday mundane like day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff and i'm like uh i have to remember back like no you've done some really neat stuff yeah like life right now like you wake up you go to work you come home you make dinner you go to bed mm-hmm. like you know we did the um, exact same I've, thing when we worked at invisible children it was just the impact i think <laughs> or the work and the pe- we were surrounded by people so it was a little bit yeah. different that's yeah that's yeah. for sure <laughs> Yeah. So I think, you know, I have to remember like, no, you've, you really lived life when I start to mm. get into that, you know, like on board right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what, you know, yeah. I've had some friends, you know, I've talked just, I don't know, over the last year, uh, you know, transitioning out of special education for me and, and kind of mm-hmm. into this world of podcasting and I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, but, um, I don't know. It's been challenging. You know, it's really forced mm-hmm. me to like think internally and I've had some friends kind of be like, dude, look at what you've done already. Like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, okay, I guess you're right. Like, yeah, it's a good reminder. Sometimes you just have to like yep. look back and think like, oh, you know what? Like everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we've done some cool things. Like things are, things are still, there's a lot of life to live, you know? Yeah. I think it's also recognizing like how far you've come. Cause when I think yes. back to me in middle school, high school, I never would have been somebody who would have picked up and moved across the country to intern anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, I was so too insecure and not, you know, didn't think that I had anything to offer. Um, 
And I think looking back on that, like those were such, I mean, cause first, before I moved to California, I moved, I picked up and moved to Colorado and interned at a church. Like those were so not things that I ever would have done or yeah. thought that I was capable of doing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just recognizing how far you've come through all those different phases yeah. of your life. So, Absolutely. I mean, even looking back, like I never, when I was in Invisible Children, I never would have said yes to a podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I still get yeah. that from some people. And it sometimes it surprises yeah. me, the people that I see that from, where it's like, I don't think I have a story to tell. And I'm like, yeah. uh, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me be the, 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 uh juror on that one like i don't yeah. i disagree with you completely but okay <laughs> like, let's go no yeah it's yeah. it's it was such a growing time yeah we, yeah we learned so much and you learn about yourself because you were forced mm-hmm. to um and i think being introspective and you know learning about how you operate and how to operate amongst other people yeah um, with different you know we were we were all pretty like-minded but we all had different views mm. still and came from different yeah. parts of the world and um, I don't know. You got to exchange ideas that, yeah. that, uh, I don't know. It was like a incubator for just ideas and yep thoughts and opinions. And it was a safe place. It very much was very much was. So you made the decision, get your master's degree. Um, mm-hmm. were you working anywhere or was that when you were still in, interning at the the church or was this no i was back living in virginia living with my mom working at a birkenstock store Mm, lovely yeah you got some got some nice sandals and shoes though now i bet i do i have a very large selection of birkenstocks there's very few people that don't love their birkenstocks too i know so I yeah. know my mom's a big fan of the, her Birkenstocks. <laughs> my wife's a big fan of hers. I don't. They're I don't have any yet, so I don't know. You need to jump on that train. I know. Apparently, <laughs> I've been trying to get my husband. He's not on it yet. <laughs> Solidarity, man. Solidarity. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So you're working yeah. at Birkenstocks when you? Oh, I'm knocking stuff around over here. Um, <laughs> when you finally got your master's degree. Where you like already have a job or what did that look yeah. like for you? Yeah, I uh, got hired pretty quickly at a middle school in the area. I worked there for three years and then um, transferred to an elementary school that I actually, the elementary I actually student taught at, um, which was awesome. Mm. And then was there for a year and then I got married. So um, and my husband lives, owned a home in Virginia Beach. I was living up in Yorktown. Okay. Um, and he owned a home in Virginia Beach, so I transferred down to the Virginia Beach schools. Nice. Um, yeah, taught down here for two years, was not happy right. um, where I was, so I transferred back up to the county up in Yorktown. So now I commute up to Yorktown every day. Nice. Yeah. S- here here so, we go. How did you meet yeah. your husband? E-Harmony. E-Harmony. Yeah. What's the yeah, little... Yeah, kind of a... Yeah, <laughs> but what's the little a, thing? Like, don't they have like, a little a, jingle, eHarmony? Oh, uh, maybe I'm thinking might. of Yahoo. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's Yahoo. Uh, I don't think they have a jingle. No, I'm no. not sure. Um, yeah, it was kind of a last last ditch effort. Uh, <laughs> my mom sure. was like, "You need." I had 
had been in a relationship. It didn't end very well. Uh, and she's like, you need to start dating again. And I was like, I do not want to go online. She's like, well, here's, here's the deal. She's like, if you join and you don't meet anybody, I'll give you the money back. And I was like, all right, fine. So I, so I join for like their, their minimum is like three months or something. So I joined and I like barely filled out a profile. I had like a couple pictures, answered a few questions. And I did pretty much did nothing with the account. Um, cause I was like, mama, mama Burr was like, she was yeah. all on it. Wasn't she? Yeah. She's like, I'll give you your money back. So then <laughs> I had like a week left in my membership. And the way those dating sites work is when you first join, you're like bombarded with all of these people. Yeah. And then it kind of like dwindles out. Like sure. you stop getting as many matches. Well, all of a sudden one day I get this match and I was like, Oh, all right. Well, he kind of looks like his pictures. I still tell him to say, I'm like, you look like a tool. Like I was just not, I was like, uh, and he was, he had military pictures up. Mm. I was like, uh, I just don't want to not, I, I don't know. So yeah. much respect for our armed forces, but I just was, I didn't want the military lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't know about this. I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'm, it's almost up in a, I got a week left. So I like send it, whatever you do, you like wink or smile or whatever at somebody. But <laughs> next thing I know, we're like communicating back and forth and we've got a date set up. And I was I like, know. all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was just kind of it. After that, we were together all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. I love that. I mean, that was, I mean, my wife and I met on Tinder. So, I mean. Yeah. Ours was free, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it no, works. it's the same thing. Yeah, I love it's it. like it works. Yeah. I don't know. It it's, it's what you make of it, right? Like, it is. If you if you want something serious, then that's what you're gonna get. And if you're not, yep. then you're probably not gonna get that. But, yep. but yeah, he's funny. He'll tell you. He's like, after our first date, like partway through the first date, he was like, "Yeah, I don't think this is." I did, he didn't think it was gonna work. Really? And that yeah, he was like, because I'm I'm pretty quiet if I don't know you. Mm. like I'm I, I have a that. hard yeah. time yeah I have a hard time keeping conversation going sometimes mm. um or like coming up with questions I kind of clam up so he was trying to keep all the conversation going but then somehow snapchat face swap came out on this date and <laughs> yeah like that was the icebreaker huh was that ga- was the icebreaker yeah and it was hysterical I still have that photo it's awful like the scariest photo ever but yeah that just kind of broke the ice and there went from there yeah that's awesome that's awesome uh how long did you guys date we dated exactly a year until we got married so our dating like dating anniversary is our wedding anniversary oh that's cool so yeah exactly a year we we experienced a lot yeah in a year so well uh, i feel like i feel like when you're I don't know when you're when you're young when you're in your early twenties like it's different yeah. when you get to your uh-huh. you know late twenties early thirties whatever like you know what you want yeah. you know like yes and yeah. I think it's different when you you've experienced life you know who you are yep. you're starting to you know kind of figure your own self out and yeah I don't know I feel like you you don't need always always you don't always need the same yeah. amount of time and some of those quick relationships are like yeah. It feels fast for everybody else, but you're like, no, listen, like we cut it's, through all the bullshit and got straight it, to like, <laughs> it's pretty much what happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a few months into dating, he was, um, having brain surgery. Right. So 
you're like, okay, here we are. Like, and then a couple months later, he's having another one. Right. So you're, you're just kind of thrust into this crazy. We lived, we lived five years in a year, pretty much. Mm, Yeah. You know? Um, so I want to get into that. We've, we've, we've touched on it here. Um, yeah. How did he propose? That's the first question I'm going to ask. <laughs> that, okay. We, I still laugh about it. I, yes, it was, this East, is it was great. an Easter, <laughs> Easter Sunday, and I'm laying out in the backyard, and he <laughs> walks out and proposes. Like, there was, it was, I don't like surprises, but it was like the best surprise. Like, there was nothing. You know, yeah. he, I don't even think it was planned. I think he's like, I have this ring and she's out in the backyard laying out and I'm just going to go do it. I don't think yeah. he even, it wasn't even like a planned out thing. And there it was. That's almost, yeah. that's almost like more sweet. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Was there, yeah. I mean, was it just an instant? Like you were like, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he course. like came over and he like prayed over us oh, okay. and then like dropped to one knee in the middle of the prayer. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Good for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. So So let's jump into it. You talked about having brain surgery. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, the health of your husband and kind of how that all came about? Yeah. So he, my husband is um, a medically retired Marine. Okay. Um, And I can't even remember what year it was, like 10 years ago, something like that. He Mm -hmm. was running a half marathon. And got really sick, just to make a really long story short, got sick afterwards, went to the hospital and had a plum-sized tumor. And they removed it and he went through like chemo and radiation and all that stuff. Um, It ended up coming back. They removed it again. Um, And then he went five years, uh, no tumor. Like just, it wasn't growing. It was just there. Um, And they monitored it every couple months and no growth. He was absolutely fine. Um, but got medically retired from the Marines um, and was here. And then right after we met, he went in, had a scan and they, the doctor was like, all right, well, you're good. You don't need to get scanned anymore. Um, if it, y- your chances of this coming back are the same as me getting a, a new one. Mm. And my husband was like, uh, I think I'm still going to get, I'm st- just still going to get my scans. Like, yeah. I just want to stay on that course. I'm still going to get them. So the next one that he had, it had grown. Um, yeah, right. And it's literally right after we met, like maybe a month or two. Um, so he goes in. They're like, yeah, let's go in. Let's remove it. So he has it removed. Um, and it came back. It, I guess the previous ones were grade three um, astrocytoma brain tumors. And okay. this one came back as a grade two. Um, so it had downgraded. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, everything was fine. Had it removed. <clears throat> was healing up really well, went back in for a scan um, and has it's back again, mm. goes in for another surgery. And this time um, it is a grade four glioblastoma multiform, which <sighs> is like the one that they, you don't want. Yeah. Um, the survival rates were really, really low. Um, I don't even know what the statistics are. I think it's like 5% of people live past five years Wow! with these things. They, they grow at like an astronomical rate. Yeah. So at this point we're, um, we're engaged and our wedding is planned for 
August. Yeah. And the surgery was in June. So you're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So we're like trying to plan everything. Um, I'm finishing up a school year, trying to move. And then, so the Naval Hospital referred him to Duke University um, yeah. to their brain uh, brain cancer center. And he participated in a, it's called the polio trial. They took polio, a modified version of the polio, of the polio virus. Yeah. Um, and injected it right into the tumor. And it basically, yeah, it's really nuts. The polio feeds off the tumor, but then it awakens his immune system to the Mm. fact that there's something foreign. So his immune system goes and attacks the tumor. Um, And right away, like this thing just started to break down. They call it the Swiss cheese effect. It had like huge holes in it. Um, So it's been kind of a crazy road since then. That was in 2017. Um, So we've seen no growth at all, which is incredible because they usually double in size like every two weeks or something like that. So we've, yeah, it just progressively gets smaller, but we've had some roads. Um, he, it sits right by the moat, his motor strip. So, um, he got a lot of inflammation Mm. about a year and a half ago and I ended up having to take time off work. He lost full use of like the left side of his body. Um, yeah, so he's gradually, he's getting better. The hands, he still doesn't have full use of his left hand. Um, but it's, it gets better, you know, little bit by little bit. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a slow road. So he's home. So the nice part about this whole social distancing and quarantine yeah. is being being able to be home. I know. Um, My wife is working from him. home for the first time today. So yeah, we're uh, sharing the office slash spare bedroom because yeah. that's where I record. And she's nice. got all of her stuff set up. But yeah, it is nice. Yeah. It's kind of weird to have the the dog's been a little confused. He's like, I yeah. don't know where to be. Like, I know my dog is loving it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, but yeah, go yeah. On. So that's you know now we're on a he's a he gets chemo every three weeks, so we should be coming to the end of that. Okay. Part so hopefully so yeah so he's I mean all in all we can't complain he's doing yeah extremely well uh, for the diagnosis and hoping that we just get this thing gone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, that'd be, that's, that's yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how did this conversation, you guys started dating. Mm-hmm. How do you remember that first conversation or when he first told you about his tumor or about what was going on? Uh, he told, you know what? It's funny. I think he told me over when we were, we weren't even talking in person. I think he told oh. me like over, one of the like chat yeah. things through eHarmony. Like, oh, I used to have a brain tumor, but I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like hey, know what like you're that. getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he, I remember he did tell me at like on our first date, like, yeah, five years ago I had a brain tumor, but it was like a very kind of nonchalant, like yeah, I had a brain tumor five years ago. Everything's yeah. fine. You know, I've had no recurrence. Um, and then wham, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. What was going yeah. through your mind as all of this is kind of like unraveling and, and kind of happening? What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, my my thought process is like, oh, it's nothing. You know, yeah. like, oh, it'll get, you know, no big deal. It'll be totally fine. You know, they'll take it out and he'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get that. Even when even when he got the the rough diagnosis, the last one, I still was like, all right, we'll be fine. Like he's yeah. healthy. Cause you know, when you look at the statistics of these tumors, they usually hit 
people in like their fifties or sixties, sure. you know, and he's, you know, healthy, he was healthy in shape, you know, former Marine, yeah. 33 year old when he got diagnosed with it. So, um, he has kind of beat the odds of it. He, he right. had that in his favor. Um, so yeah, but I, when I had to take off work, I had, you have those scary moments, mm-hmm. you know, nights where I laid in bed and I was like, this might just be it. Yeah. Like, this might be the end. Um, but try to just push those out. Can't focus on them. And cause then it just tears you down. So yeah, of course. Rise I, to the occasion. And yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, you, you mentioned, but I know your, I know your faith is very important to you. Is that something yeah. you really leaned on between the two? Oh, of yeah. You? Yeah, definitely. Between both of us. Um, church has been, our church community has been a huge support. Yeah. Um, so, That's yeah, cool. I don't, I think I probably would have broken yeah. without it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good for you so, guys. So, yeah. you're saying, um, I know I wrote notes down from last time. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned, so people that are interested in this polio uh, treatment that you had, there was a 60 yeah. minutes yes. uh, bit on it I wrote down. I'm yeah. I'm find it in my notebook now. Yeah. The 60 minutes polio study you said. Yep. Um, so if you're interested in kind of checking that out, I, I still haven't checked it out, but I do want to as well. Um, yeah. It's really fascinating. I was talking to one of my friends from high school. He's um, microbiologist, you know, kind of he's a scientist and does all sorts of different things with different diseases and whatnot. And he had talked about some of those different uh, things on our podcast, Tom Nero. So if you're listening, he's, he's got some interesting uh, tidbits on there about some of the studies and some of the stuff he's been working on, which isn't related to you, but it was brought up and kind of made me think about that whenever we were, him and I were talking. Um, yeah. So you, you guys, you guys like you're feeling good right now, but obviously yeah. with the quarantine and everything, um, your husband's in one of the higher risk categories, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that way weighing on you guys a little bit? I know for us, even even like you were talking, it ever throughout this whole process, even with the coronavirus, with you know the brain tumor, with all of that, it's been this yeah. like it's surreal. It doesn't feel real, right? It yes, it feels fake. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, um, yeah, it does weigh a little bit because I'm not really letting him go anywhere. Yeah, um, so I run out, and if I you know if we need groceries or anything, yeah. Um, I'm the one running out and doing all that. And then we're just disinfecting everything. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got a friend who got brought us like industrial strength disinfectant. Nice. Um, yeah. So we've been just disinfecting everything and keeping yeah. it that way, staying home as much as possible. Sure. Bring, bring my own bags to the grocery store. So yeah, That's awesome. but it does, it does weigh a little bit. He had chemo last week, which made me super nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that just attacks him. your immune system as well. Yeah. Yep. What? So, um, I, how? How has that been? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, that seems like it's a pretty been a pretty consistent thing with chemo. Um, yeah. How's that been he, for him and for you guys? Pretty good. Um, he has. He kind of fluctuates. Um, it makes him super tired. This last time, though, he handled it like a champ. He, I didn't really notice mm-hmm. um, it affecting him as much, and it it fluctuates. It goes yeah. up and down. Sometimes he handles it really well. Sometimes his body just kind of is like right. exhausted after it. Um, so this time was really good, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so he's been in been in good spirits. 
So that's feeling great. pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. What, um, what are your, what are you guys, you know, I'm, man, it's such a weird time because we don't, there's just this big question mark on like the next like six months of our lives. I know. Um, but what are you guys looking forward to? I mean, what, obviously you guys, you lean on your faith, but you've yeah. got to also lean on one another and yeah. you can easily allow situations like this to just completely consume your mind and everything that you do. Mm-hmm. What do you do to take your mind off that to kind of like be positive and, and to, I don't know, yeah. set goals, project yourself into the future? Like, what do you guys do? Yeah, well, right now being home, um, we've been doing some home projects nice. that have been sitting around for a really long time that need to get done. Yeah. Uh, so lots of painting and Seems to be the common out. thing. Everybody's homes are going to be like spotless and spectacular yeah. after we're done That's with all where of this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's just clean and spend time together. Um, we watch a lot of Jeopardy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Love Jeopardy. We're like an old couple. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we take the dog. We'll take the dog out for um, to like an open field so he can run around. We can't take him to a dog park, unfortunately. Yeah. Because uh, he's too massive. Um, but yeah, just spending time in the backyard. Nice. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, try to stay busy. Reading. Lots of reading. I love that. So. Yeah. That. What any good books you're reading right now? I am currently reading Food Fix. Um, about is. our it's about our food industry. Oh, food Fix. Food Fix? Got yeah. It. Yeah. It's pretty interesting just about our like how our food industry is affecting like climate change yeah. and um obesity rates and how it like how much money we put into the food industry and in because of the way things are manufactured how much money we have to put into healthcare um versus if we switched the way the food industry ran less money would have to be put into healthcare yeah so super crazy sense. yeah yeah there's but, there's a lot of that stuff that's really interesting i love like mm-hmm. nutrition food yeah. health yeah i mean i think even this current situation with the coronavirus, I mean, I think it's really eye-opening to some of the systems that aren't, that are kind of broken, you know, they don't yeah. quite work and that yep. just little things that are like, uh, we got to fix that, you know, like, yep. that that's not working and that's not, I was listening to, uh, this has nothing to do with food, but talking about systems like that, that kind of affect, have that chain reaction. We have apparently Puerto Rico makes like the bulk of like the ivs that the united states works uses oh wow and so like when what was it the earthquake that they had recently mm-hmm. you know that affected and kind of shut down like we had a shortage of ivs in the country which i didn't realize but um because of that situation um, oh wow yeah so like different things like that where like our systems all set up because one specific company or wherever we get all of this that supplies all of these you know businesses versus having that diversified and how that affects if you know something massive happens um i mean for instance like our trade with china is huge and just trade in general so like if we only import everything you know from other countries then when you have mass shutdowns like we have right now it causes big issues and problems and um i don't know it's, it's kind of interesting to think about yeah that's crazy i didn't know that I know. I didn't either. 
I was just, wow. I, I think I was listening to a podcast or something and, and was learning about that. But Very cool. Well, Amy, I, I, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Let me run yeah. through some questions or, or in questions and sure. uh, we'll go from there. But looking back on your life, is there anything you would do differently? Um, I probably would have been a better student. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I would have paid a little more attention to like saving money, Mm. like gotten into investing stuff a little bit earlier than I did. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. I don't, it's another one of those surreal things that you don't think about because you're young and you're like, ah, I got all this time. And then all of a sudden you're like, well. I would yep. like to retire sometime. So yeah, I didn't really think of that. I mean, I worked for free for way too many years. Same girl, but same. I don't. Re- yeah, <laughs> I don't regret that. Those were no. definitely informative yeah. years. But you know, I would have been a little smarter about some the way I went about some things. Right. Same. So, yeah, I wish I had traveled a little bit more outside of the country. Mm. Yeah. So I haven't haven't done a lot of that. Um, we still got time. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most proud of today? Um, I think I'm most proud of the way I've handled like tough situations. Mm. Good for you. Um, yeah, I think things that could have very easily have broken me or I could have gone down a different path, um, because of them, I didn't allow them to lead me that way. Mm. So I yeah. love that. That's, I didn't didn't that's... didn't run from them. Yeah, I love so, that. That's like yeah. solid. That's like super solid. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I I can't imagine. You know, just even. I don't know. Dana and I went through like we both lost grandparents. Um, you know, shortly mm. after. I don't know. I think we were engaged. Maybe I don't know if we were engaged. Um, but like while we were dating, like within you know, a month or two from each other, we like lost a grandparent and, Mm. uh, you know, going through those tough times, it really strengthens your relationship because you, you know, like you talked about, like you're, you're forced to kind of lean on each other. You're forced to like have conversations that you wouldn't normally have. Um, it's, it's, you look at life differently and, and when you go through those things, it can make or break you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, you should be proud of that. You should be proud of, of your ability and, and the things that you've done to overcome some of the adversities are the things that life threw at you. Yeah. Thanks. What do you look forward to most in the future? Do you have any goals or ambitions? Um, well, most currently, uh, we will be starting IVF to get pregnant in this summer, hopefully oh, yeah. as long as we can, as long as we can go to the hospital. Um, yeah. So, and that yeah. was something we talked about last time as well. I remember yeah. we didn't really quite yeah. get into it. You guys have been trying and, um, it's yeah. been a difficult process for you and, that's one of yeah. the adversities that you guys have gone through as well. Yeah. So, but we've, we're all cleared medically and Good for financially and yeah. So that's all scheduled once school lets out officially. Yeah. Yeah. Good so. for you guys. That's exciting. Yeah. That's we are exciting. excited. Um, yeah. That'd be good. Is that, um, is it also a little nerve wracking for you? A little, little uh, stressful? It is stressful only because I have to, 
um, because we have to go through the military hospital. Mm. So I have to relocate up to the Washington, D.C. area for about two and a half weeks. Oh. Um, so that part is a little stressful because my husband's yeah. not going to come with me. Right. Um, he's I we've got a 150 pound dog. So I was like, just yeah, stay home and take care of the dog. And I'm going to go up and stay with some friends cool. um, and do do the whole thing up there. But um, that's really the only stressful part about it. I yeah. think the rest of it. I'm like, okay, we'll make it work. Yeah. I can give myself some shots every day. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my so. voice is... <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, that's... I'm so. I'm excited for you guys. I, I wish you guys the best. I know that's been... Um, that's a hard thing to, to deal with, you know, and... Yeah. What you guys have, have experienced, so... Good luck. Yeah. I, I hope Thank you. you guys. We're yeah. excited. We're excited. Uh, do so. you ever think about your legacy? I haven't since you asked me that question the last time, Yeah, really. Um, but I mean, I hope that people remember me as somebody who was um, very compassionate and giving um, that, I, you know, it's such a loaded question. It is a loaded, <laughs> it is, it is a loaded question. You, you know, um, you know, I hope my students remember me as a teacher that believed in them. Yeah. Um, that tried to pull out their strengths and, you know, yeah. didn't only focus on their weaknesses. Um, and, you know, I hope people see that in me as well. You know, that I didn't give up on them, that I, uh, cared that yeah. I listened, Absolutely. you know? Um, yeah. Cool. Looking back, what advice yeah. would you tell little Amy? Um, believe in yourself a little bit more. That, you know, your voice matters. You can do it. Um, and really d dream big. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, yeah. Well, Amy, that's, uh, I, I don't have really any more questions for you. <laughs> I have lots of questions always, but, uh, <laughs> we're reaching kind of the end, you know, we're at yeah. 81 minutes. Um, anything you want to leave our listeners with or any shout outs, any Anything you want to say? Uh, no, just social distance right now. Yeah. Stay home, sanitize. Uh, but yeah, don't don't lose hope. Stay positive, and um, dr again, dream big. Dream big, I love it. Yeah, dream big. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about yeah. your life and kind of opening up about. I don't know. I mean, health and is very personal, personal. And, and yeah. then you talked about some things. So I really appreciate your vulnerability and talking about life and growing up and Corona. Yeah. <laughs> and this crazy world we're living through. Right oh, now. man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll make it through. Yeah. We're going to do this. We will. We'll be all right. We'll all be better for it. Absolutely. Sure. Thanks so much for so. coming on the show. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Let's close things out thank you all so much for listening your contributions help us tell more stories like amy's and stories just like yours speaking of contributions please visit us on facebook and instagram there you can like and comment on our posts it's huge we appreciate it so get out there like our pages like uh like crazy face uno comment on the posts when you see amy's podcast drop share it with your friends or just random strangers on the street 
welcome to everyone. Thank you all once again for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Love you.